So we meet again and I offer my hand all dry and English slow And you look at me and I understand Yeah, it's a look I used to know Three long years and your favorite man Is that any way to say hello? Well, hello and welcome to the Holy Hour Podcast. It's the uh, bi-weekly All Cure Podcast. It's me, Gavin, and uh, I'm joined by Chaz. How's it going, man? Oh, it's going all right. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Still kicking. Twenty twenty one. I love how we go. I love how we go into these mini conversations like we haven't been talking for the yeah, last. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like I just <laughs> called you up right now. <laughs> so what's up? How's the family? <laughs> but I uh, figured we had this topic that we were dying to share with you. You had actually come up with this episode idea, and I thought it'd be a- yeah, we. I came up with this idea a while ago, just because I, I know we both talked about mixtapes before and how much they meant to us, and and you know we used to make them for people and. So it could be a pretty cool idea if we made our own Cure mixtape, in which we physically both did. Um, and you got it nearby? We, Can we do a, a little tape rattle for? Yeah. Oh, so, you know what? Uh, there you go. Yeah, a little tape rattle to prove we're not full of shit here. We're, we're, yeah. we're the real deal in the holy hour. So. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah, so I originally thought maybe we should do a 60-minute one, mm-hmm. um, just a 60-minute uh, mixtape, and then I started diving into it, and I'm like, man, this is really going to be tough yeah. to try to fit all those Especially cure all those songs. things. We, yeah, since <laughs> we're so long. Like, if we were making like a Misfits, like punk one, like 60 minutes is perfect. Yeah, totally. But, you know, once you start going and the songs that are like five, six minutes long, it kind of mm-hmm. shrink down your your availability to put as much music on it as you can yeah so we decided on the 90 minutes and part of the reason of picking the nine minutes because that's all i had yeah Um, i luckily looked at the one tape that i had sitting here too that i knew would not totally sound like garbage if i put music on it i was like yeah yeah, it's a 90 minute cool (laughs) plus it was killing my soul having pictures of you on the 60 minute tape and it was gonna cut off um, I think uh, a different song. So I was like, okay, uh, but it fit if I put the radio edit on there. So I was just like, oh God, I hate the fucking radio edit. <laughs> Kills me, you know? That's what, so as soon as you said, well, how do you feel about a, a 90 minute tape? I was like, yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. One of the, I, I, we, we have a shoebox on our bookshelf uh, mm-hmm. that's just filled with blank tapes. And then some also ones that we've recorded because we used to have a car that only had a tape deck. Yeah. Um, so we used to make mixes and, and buy cassettes a lot whenever we went to like a thrift store or something. Um, and I had probably about six 90-minute tapes. Uh, all of them were open, so I had to check them all to make sure they didn't have music on it. Uh-huh. And some of them did, so it was really cool going back listening to them because they weren't labeled or anything. Yeah. And then... Uh, so I found the one that wasn't open, so I used that one for this one. Um, and then right when I was finishing up today, I found the 60-minute tape sitting behind uh. a box of records. <laughs> so I was just like, eh. Yeah, it wasn't meant to be. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm 90% sure mine was blank beforehand, but I felt pretty good about it because it didn't have anything on it. And I was like, yeah. I didn't yeah. even want to check it to make sure. So I was like, well, if it's not labeled, I don't know what the hell this is. Then I'm taping over it and... Uh, it looked like it was from the newer batch of 
whenever the hell I got tapes last. So I think it's yeah. uh, hopefully in decent quality. But um, yeah, it worked. Do you ever uh, get uh, like a blank tape and it's already had something on it and you can hear it between the two songs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I what I was worried about. Usually it was those old, like kind of <laughs> the metal. It was the fancier tapes, actually. It yeah. was like the ones that were all supposed to be like if you copy cd to it it'll sound just as whatever the fuck you know and, yeah uh, yeah yeah you would hear the shit in the back it was crazy so it was like almost better to have the crappier ones because you could tape over them as much as you want and then you know hold up as yeah. good as tape ever holds up <laughs> <laughs> now do you do you remember any of the the mixtapes you got over the years compared to the ones that you gave away um that i got i never really received too many um yeah me neither yeah it was weird i was always <laughs> the guy trying to you know just share and give them out um even between like donald and i would trade but i was usually just copying new stuff for him it was more of like on par with what cdrs would become where it'd be like i'd get something and i was just like trying to get it out as soon as possible yeah, to him or yeah. just other people it was more straight up albums and stuff i was copying but then you know like the you know meeting the girl or whatever you know tons of those examples or just a friend that you meet and you're like oh okay yeah yeah i can hook you up with a cool mix and tons of that the most memorable ones for me were um actually my buddy it was like late 90s by that point really but um we started off trading yeah. CDs and then um, of our own music and stuff. And we started sending tapes back and forth because he lived in Tennessee. And it's the guy that I eventually ended up joining the band and live right next to in Asheville here and was on the show a couple of times, Ryan. So uh, we started off by sending tapes back and forth to each other. And like, yeah. it'd be usually like a bootleg or something like a Uncle Tupelo or Lemonheads or something like that that we didn't have. And then like for the second half, we'd always kind of throw some new songs of ours on there. And then we just eventually started sending our own songs back and forth. But I still have all those tapes of his, which was cool just because it was like <laughs> super crappy and just playing into a boombox kind of thing, you know, or the little four tracks. And, um, you know, so those are definitely the tapes that I hold most dear to my heart at this point. You know, I've somehow lost all the actual collection ones that I had from my brothers and stuff, aside from the cure ones, you know, but yeah. 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 How about you? Did you see have any that made an impression on you or any? Uh, so I had this uh, I had this friend uh, Jason uh, that made me a mixtape. I guess it really wasn't a mixtape. He just kind of recorded the Misfits Walk Among Us album on it. Yeah. Uh, and gave it to me. So um, that was definitely influential and definitely a cool thing to have. And um, I don't really remember too many other ones made for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't really. I I know my wife and I used to exchange mix CDs. Yeah, when we first started dating, so we had a couple of those back and forth. I, I don't think we ever did the tape thing, um, but yeah, I remember making mixtapes up until probably like two thousand three or four. Uh-huh. Um, uh, a lot of it probably has to do with the fact that that's what I had in my car. Yeah, I think that was a lot of people's <laughs> scenario where, you know, yeah. the tapes just held on. Because, yeah, I remember, yeah, I guess through the late 90s and stuff, like commuting and stuff, I'd always have tapes in there still. And I'd, you know, copy stuff from the CDs just to the tape, just yeah. so I could put it in my car and stuff, you know. So it's, uh, but, yeah, I, I guess I got more mixes from people on CDs, too. I still have a bunch of those that I've held on yeah. to over the years of, like, CD mixes. But, 
Yeah, old tapes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. I just I remember getting all my. I had I had a, I had a record player that had a cassette uh, on it, mm-hmm. uh, cassette player. So I just used to take all my old like hardcore punk, punk seven inches, and uh, just you know I want to listen to them in the car. Yeah. So I would just record them on a tape, and then I'd have a way to listen to it rather than just sitting by the record player. Yeah. They really do sound horrible most of the time, but there is something about that. I mean, it's all nostalgia, really. I mean, you can't really even argue that that oh, that warm yeah. tape sound just makes it sound so. It's like you know, especially yeah. if it's a well loved tape, you know. But but there is something to it that you know I would never, you know, even when I try to backtrack and buy some of the Cure ones and stuff again now, it's like totally hurts to pay more than like yeah know, eight bucks yeah. maybe depending on the day and how much cash i have it's like definitely nothing <laughs> over fucking ten dollars for it you know it's like, it's like no way i can't do it but um but i like the premise for this we weren't just making a cure mix for each other uh and this is where i may have misunderstood you but you threw out the the idea of uh um telling our life story through cure songs so I was like, whoa, and it just blew my mind because it was like, oh, yeah. So like, this is the angle I taught, went with, so it might be different than what you actually did choose. <laughs> but I um, basically took the idea of like, yeah, what would be like if you made a movie of my life, This and The Cure did the soundtrack through their songs, I guess, and what song would represent each era of our you know, biography, basically, or autobiography. And uh, I took that angle, so I was just, like, writing down, you know, there's this few, not necessarily, like, the specific song, even, but just the mood okay. or um, other relations, like, the feelings that the song gives. Like, it could be something, not even a distinct relation to that song, but just something in hindsight, because a lot of them are, like, before I even got into The Cure, and then I kind of just went from each little highlight or milestone in my life or low light and what song I would pair with that. So, uh, okay. And then I went, so we went a little bit different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't go chronological and I did not, uh, I did basically, if I'm going to describe myself and like my existence to somebody Mm. like what it, like what it would represent. So, but I, I did think about going with like the autobiography. You know, where you starting from, like, you know, point A to point B. Yeah, like childhood. And yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, man, that, that seems, I don't think I can do that. But yeah, like, and I think, yeah. And I'm not sure if that's why Donald was kind of sour on this one or not. <laughs> he didn't want to get involved in the sappiness of the personal angle that I was selling to him. I was like, come on, man, let's do this episode. Or if it was just, he knew he had to do homework and make this. So he was like, fuck that. So, so if you're wondering why Donald isn't here, he, he wasn't too down with this idea. So maybe it was I, this I, angle. I, so I'm going to say it was 70, 30, but not which one it was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and he probably would debate either one too. Yes. But, um, uh, but okay. Well, that's rad. I guess, uh, um, um, we'll, we'll take both perspectives and as we walk through it and kind of do, you know, I won't dwell on all the songs and stuff cause we've talked about them in cure context, yeah. but, but so it is a very kind of personal side of these for both angles, I guess. 
and a good time to get to know you and I um, as yeah. we start off a new year on the holy hour for our listeners out there. Maybe uh, you don't know some of these stories of where we're coming from in relation to the cure or just our lives in general. So uh, I think it'll be fun. Um, I'll try not yeah, to get too heavy. I've had a fairly decent life, so hopefully it won't get too uh, heavy or anything like that. But uh, I got the heaviness. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because that's what I was kind of worried that mine didn't like flow like I would normally obsess over with a mix. It's more of like yeah. what needed to be next, you know? So it's a weird yeah. mix. So I'll, I'll tell you that off the start. Right? Yeah, it's definitely kind of all over the place. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah, kind of like I, my I life. did. I yeah, I <laughs> a little yeah. all of them. <laughs> I did try to like like when you craft a mixtape, you know, mm-hmm. if like if you list if you've watched or read High Fidelity, like you kind of get that like feeling that like there's an art to it. Yeah. Um, and like you want to start it off and like end it on certain sides, and you know you don't want to you don't want to cut us off and like yeah. you know, so on and so forth. So. Uh, there's a lot of timing issues, so when it came to mix making this, I cu- tried to stay true to that. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Good, good so, lead off track, good closer on each side. Yeah. And stuff like yep, that. Yep, yeah. Should, yep. um, so I think. Yeah, so. I guess along those lines, unless it's disclosing too much before we dive in, um, did you have any that like cut or like? Um, have a huge gap at the end like as far as endings because that is the toughest with making a tape no actually you know what so the first side uh i think that ended pretty close to the end um if anything there's like a couple seconds of just dead air and then the the last side which we'll get into i finished with a different a, a cure song but a different take on it yeah. And it just kind of goes into the end, so cool. um, and it's kind of funny, but you'll awesome. we'll, we'll get to that point. So, yeah. yeah, I guess with mine, I lucked out. It was definitely no tape maybe making skills involved. Where it like, uh, let's see, side one ended at like forty, like thirty seconds before. So I was just like, sweet. yeah, I definitely had a little <laughs> little rearranging here and there, knowing yeah. that I was getting close. But at the same time, it was like perfect. Um, and then the second side, I got a minute left, so there's like a minute. Of silence i was like all right i'll just leave that there it's a nice little breath of air as it would yeah. click or whatever but when we did the 60 minute tape i like i really want to just put like just like having at the end which didn't end up making the final cut at all which is really weird but wow. um, it, okay it cuts off but i like that it felt like the dinosaur junior one because it was an ab- <laughs> abrupt cut off you know? so, i thought about of... doing that like it crossed my mind like oh that'd be like, funny if i did that it was, was kind of like, perfect because it just cut right at that point i was just like oh that's kind of cool i mean maybe that's more authentic to what all mixtapes were back in the day usually yeah. if, unless you were like trying to really impress a girl or something with it it was always like oh well fuck it if you like it i'll put it on the next one for you you know <laughs> give it to your buddy you know yeah yeah it's tough with the cure because they don't really have any like you know one minute kind of like quick jam that yeah. you could just fill it in you know it's like at best I, I did have like a shameless a reflection at one point in there you know i put it in there i was like well, at this point in my life, I was reflecting a lot. <laughs> then I rearranged a bit and didn't need it. But at the same time, I was like, yeah, it's like two minutes on the dot. This is perfect. Fills up just enough gap there. But uh, so, yeah. I had final I had final sound on the second side of the, of the tape <laughs> okay. to finish it off. Yeah. And I just like, this is so stupid. And I was just like, I, I 
turned it off and rewound it and then like recorded again like afterwards like the last song that i put on there so <laughs> but, yeah the final no. sound yeah, I'm just like, eh. I, I just heard donald over my shoulder just really uh, too literal <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> totally cool man uh, uh well who uh who do you want to go first dude would you like to kick it off or yeah? sure if you want okay. me to that's fine sounds good yeah yeah all right, well, let's start off the first side with uh, Jumping Someone Else's Train. Mm. Um, it's the first song that I realized that The Cure was a punk band, okay. or started off as a punk band. So um, it definitely changed my view of the band in a way, uh-huh. uh, where I felt like they had, a, like, in the time when I started listening to them, like, uh, like it, I felt like it gave more street credibility. Right. Um, so, you know... Uh, there was a little bit of that that was going on with me liking that so much, but I think it's the perfect way that I, I don't know if fall in love with the cure is the right way. Cause I was kind of already in love with them to begin with, but like right. it solidified my, my love for the band. Uh, yeah. at a very, when I first started listening to them. So there's a lot of those yeah. bridges into what you liked already. Yeah. are essential when you start to really love a band, you know, and it's just like, Oh yeah, that's not that big of a stretch from the hardcore punker stuff that you were into, you know? Yeah. Probably. So it's like, yeah. And the lyrics of the song are pretty, you know, punk rock, <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't yeah. really have to say it, you know, it's, it was it was snotty and it was it was you know arrogant and and just what I loved about all of that you know so and yeah I, it's definitely a big I guess a big thing within the punk community that you're not you know trying to take somebody else's fad yeah it, it's you know so yeah so I think that's a perfect way that I think I started it off because this mixtape is perfect in every way yeah. um it's again yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so the second song, I kind of, I went really kind of dark and went into uh, Disintegration. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like that kind of needs to be up front in, in stuff that, I, you know, that I've been through with just like, uh, you know, my wife and I, we went through a bad portion of our marriage about two years ago year and a half ago and Mm. it like that song was really repetitive in my life just because i you know i associated a lot of the stuff they were going through with that so um i think there's there's so much in that song that i pick out a different thing each time and even now reflecting on it Uh you know you can i look back on moments in our marriage where i'm just like yeah i really kind of fucked up there you know so and Mm -hmm. You know, so that I think is a big stamp on where I am now as a person. So okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's an intense tune as we've touched on many times, but uh, it is strange just even over the holidays. So we were watching something that was like a Cure kind of thing, and that song came up. And my brother was just like, it's "Funny how we never really, yeah, you know, we always liked it as a kid, but it's just one of those ones. Even to him, it was like a song that gets better." And or more, just yeah. you, you really get more out of it every time you hear it in every stage of life. It seems to yeah. kind of make a little bit more sense, whether that's scary or <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. It's like as yeah. a kid, I always knew it was intense and I liked it, but at the same time, I didn't even feel like I could really scratch away what the fuck was going on, you know. And it's like, 
when it starts making sense, you know, it's a little more uh, yeah, you know, a sign yeah. of you're in trouble or yeah. a sign that you're growing up, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's, 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 it's really weird, like, loving a song and, and having that love for it and then years later relating to it. Yeah. And, like, it's just like, whoa, holy fuck. Like, this is real. Like, this is real life. Yeah. <laughs> and Self-fulfilling like, prophecy or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. 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 yeah, so I yeah, I th- uh, and that's gonna come up a lot during this mixtape. Uh, okay. Just that that those feelings of of things that I that I go through on a daily basis. Um, right after that, I go further into being depressed and start with sinking. Uh-huh. Um, uh, to me, that's a uh, like a very personal song of uh, battling with uh, my bipolar disorder. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> It's very like I, I guess we're gonna say relatable a lot in this uh, yeah. in this episode, but um, this is this is like if this nails a hammer on the, the nail on the head uh, when if somebody said you know what's it like yeah. uh, living with being bipolar or depressed or whatever you know you just kind of want to slide it across the table mm-hmm. and be like you know. Give us a listen for, you know, right. <laughs> and really, really dive into it for a couple minutes. And, you know, that's kind of what it feels like. So, yeah. And I think that's uh, it's something that uh, I wasn't very open about for 20 years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just wasn't recently until uh, probably about three or four, five years ago where I actually started talking about it. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, that's... Uh, uh, and I know I'm not the only one that feels that way because I know it's like a popular song. So, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I mean, and, it, and, and it makes sense that it's not... It's weird because, yeah, it is like such a heavy song, but it's got this kind of like more, you know, relatable or softer edge or something. It's not as like yeah. overly epic as like disintegration sounding. You know, there's something about yeah. sinking that yeah. really does just kind of punch you in the gut and you know and you're just yeah like, but you know in the same way that's like you're standing around with other people who got punched in the gut maybe or something is how i'd compare <laughs> it you know it's not the actual punch it's just the feeling of it or something you know and it's like, yeah yeah uh, yeah i would i would say it's kind of a mixture of like you get that you get that like kind of like faith 17 seconds kind of yeah uh, feeling mixed in with the disintegration mm-hmm. um it's kind of like that middle ground and you know time wise as well as you know yeah. just music wise so i think it's a perfect mixture and just kind of um makes that song for me uh so much more special because yeah. uh, i because i know we've talked about robert with his ability to mix poppy music with sad yeah. lyrics and this is this is one where it's kind of a sad tune, but and incredibly depressing lyrics, but also like it still has that little groove there. Yeah, you know, and baseline like, yeah. is like you feel it, but at the yeah. same time, it is good. Just has a groove, like you said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so next thing, uh, the next song, number four. Uh, I have six different ways. Okay. Um, so I put this on here because uh, I, I think it's important um, to notice the lyrics are. Definitely describing a complex person, mm-hmm. um, but also it was in the uh, It Chapter One movie, so mm-hmm. it's kind of like a tie into my 
obsession with Stephen King right um, in, uh, in of what kind of person I am and what I like to read. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I felt that was kind of like a, a two for one there. But yeah, uh, yeah. that's cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's the only Cure song like linked to anything Stephen King. Hmm. Yeah. Like the six degrees yeah. of <laughs> Stephen King yeah. and the Cure kind of thing. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so yeah, I have to look. I know, I know, we're talking about possibly doing another movie, TV, yeah, uh, episode. So yeah, I'd like to dive into that and see if I can find anything. So true. Yeah, yeah. So cool deal. Um, uh, number five, too late. Yeah. Uh, kind of goes out to all the girls I had crushes on, including my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it just. Uh, I, I remember meeting my wife at a at a concert uh, at a <laughs> show, and like we talked for like two seconds, and it was just kind of like wow, she was really cool, you know. I kind of want to talk to her again, and then like you feel like you missed that opportunity, yeah. and you know you just kind of like oh fuck, you know, <laughs> yeah. I messed this up, you know. <laughs> so and I didn't I didn't you know grab the bull by the horns or whatever you want to say and yeah. you know i didn't i didn't go after you know what i wanted and it eventually worked out for my wife and i but yeah, yeah that's good so yeah but yeah there's so much of that when you're young and out there and you know those moments of like maybe because of hollywood or whatever you feel like oh crap did i you know it's just like yeah you missed that moment like seizing the moment but um yeah that song captures that perfectly you know I could just catch your eye, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, like you are saying, Hollywood, it's just like, it's not like that. No, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're going to get a lot of chances if yeah. you, like, you know, keep putting yourself out there, you know. it's you know, Or actually, you know, if you know the person, go go say hi. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, uh, the next one, uh, going along with another B-side, uh, The Exploding Boy. Right on. Um I this is another one of those the lyrics don't match the music type of songs. Yeah, totally. so uh, yeah, uh, I put this as um, how I don't have time for people's bullshit. Kind of like I I don't really like that's I'm that type of person. Like I yeah. don't like if somebody starts you know you start bullshitting with me i don't mm-hmm. like i don't i have no time for you like i know like i've been really big into and i know the terms are overused of getting rid of toxic people yeah, yeah um but yeah it's definitely something i've i've grown more into doing as i've gotten older yeah so yeah i wonder uh, yeah it seems like definitely nowadays and current climate and everything where <laughs> it seems like yeah. that's like a necessary means of survival but you know you kind of just wonder any time frame of people and as you get older is that something how common that is or you know yeah know. yeah it just does seem to be coming up a lot and i totally agree with it and yeah, it does you don't really have weird. to put up with people's bullshit, even yeah. if they're your family yeah, members. Like, you don't need to. Right. Like, there, there's no <laughs> rules. Yeah. It's a, yeah, you start, like, sizing up, like, what the fuck is the value of this person every time I talk to Absolutely. them? You know, like, you know, not, not even a selfish way, but, you know, you have some of those, like, 
you know, fourth tier friends of friends, you know, you're just like, what what is this person really even adding? I know I'm not adding anything to their life and they're not adding to my life. Why do we pretend to even like try to include each other in things? And yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's better for everyone. (laughs) It's a mutual breakup, hopefully. (laughs) Yeah. You don't like, I don't know. And this is just a PSA to everybody out there. Yeah. If somebody's not making you happy, you don't need to like like yeah. you don't need to live in that. So, you either tell them or you just move on, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know what else to I don't know. It's it's such a weird dynamic that I've that we've found ourselves in with yeah. social media and everything. So, yeah. I tend to be overly forgiving, if anything, but I wonder what the comeback percentage is for somebody if you kind of write somebody off and you just say, whatever. You know, does anybody yeah. ever really win you back ever, though? I wonder, like, like they do cross paths again and they're like, yeah, you know, it's like, all right, that person's all right now. Maybe they're going to a hard spell, but I can't really think of any examples where that's happened. But uh, yeah, I wonder. Yeah. If, uh, yeah, if it's even I mean, possible. <laughs> people are just set in their ways. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a, it's a weird world we're living in now. And you know, when we were we were kids, we never had any type of knowledge of people outside our own community. You know, yeah. and like now it's everywhere. Yeah, and where before you were stuck in that community, you're not stuck anywhere now. Yeah, like you and I. We met over a podcast right. and, you know, and we became friends and Donald, we became friends and like, I can pick who I want in my life and I don't need to be, you know, I don't need to be latched on to somebody, something I don't enjoy. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's a friends. big thing. Yeah. Does yeah. yeah. um, so yeah. that relate to the not today line? Or yeah. Like, that... like I think the whole thing is like, um, you're just talking bullshit to me. I don't want anything to do with you. And I know if I turn away from you talking to me and like trying to be in my life, uh, we're never going to have a relationship and I'm cool with that, you yeah. know, kind of thing, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it, so I, I think it's very, uh, it's very fitting, like right in your face kind of, <laughs> yeah, very blunt, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, cool. but yeah. <laughs> so next song, uh, just like heaven, right. kind of a staple. Uh, I'm, I'm eager to find out how that didn't make the cut on your, yeah. on your list. So, um, <laughs> But this is my uh, my wedding song with with my wife. Uh, it was on the first uh, CD I made her. Um, we had my friend Jonah Matranga. Uh, he's in One Line Drawing and uh, the New End Originals. Uh, he recorded uh, his own cover of that song and also um, in 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 your eyes, yeah. Peter Gabriel. Um, so, and we went to our hotel room when we went, uh, from our ceremony that we had at my mom's house. It was bullshit. Uh, she just wanted it. So <laughs> we got married in a courthouse in, in Joliet, Illinois. Um, uh, so, nice. uh, so we made a, our honeymoon for New York city and the Jersey shore. So we went to New York city. I pulled out the tape deck. I made this mixtape on, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, 
put the CD on uh, that uh, Jonah made for us, and we danced in the hotel room together. So Beautiful. yeah. So yeah, that's an awesome rendition too. You shared it with yeah. me. That's very oh cool. yeah, I forgot I did. Yeah, so, yeah. It's very beautiful. Yeah, thank you. So that is why that's on there. Uh, other than that, I think it's a beautiful uh, song where again the lyrics don't match the right. the the sadness of, of right. what they're trying to convey, but um, I like think it's she's beautiful. Dead? Yeah. Am, are you going to kill me? Don't yeah, worry about that. What's it going on here? Worry exactly. <laughs> Don't worry, just go. On. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I think that's um, a must-have, but apparently you don't, which I'm. Yeah. Oh man, I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. Just yeah. sitting here, trying to make it. After all we talked about. Um, it's too precious for my life story. I think. Oh, that's oh, why I, that's, I, I think too highly it, of it to include it with my life. <laughs> it's got its own tape. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I wouldn't associate it with me. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's got all the remixes and you know live performances you could dig up. You yeah, know, over totally. and over again. <laughs> so, um, so then I go on to uh, Letter to Elise. Right um, so I've always took this song as like, for me personally, as like a reverse, um, where I'm technically Elise. Uh, yeah. I guess would be the way. Um, I was engaged for about two years and dated somebody for about four years. Okay. And that song, like, everything he's singing about, like, I was, I saw it happening, like, in front of me. And, yeah. like, it's just, like, it's so, I don't know. It's just so heartbreaking when you're on that end. Yeah. Um, so when I hear the song, I don't see, I don't take it as me falling out of love with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the other way around of them <laughs> falling out of love with me, uh, yeah. um, which I get, you know, cause <laughs> it's but, so sad, yeah, but I totally yeah. can relate. <laughs> yeah. It was a very, uh, it was a very intense relationship of somebody who myself is bipolar and the other person had a lot of mental illness issues. It, uh, there were times that didn't go very well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, it probably wasn't a good thing to, <laughs> yeah. to get involved with it, you know. But you live, yeah. you live, you learn, as a Alanis Morissette says. So um, yeah, um, uh, I go into secrets okay. uh, from Seventeen Seconds, one of my uh, favorite Cure songs. Um, it's one of those hidden hidden gems that like kind of pop up when you if you ask me like my top 10 songs it would probably be in there nice. um yeah that just reminds me of of again like the whole crush thing but like more in like an intimate way of like being face to face with somebody and then like losing that chance of any type of intimacy mm-hmm. um after that point in time so i think this happens to everybody but uh uh, it seemed to have to me a lot. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. So I could just be reading more into my life than, than it's actually there. But yeah. that's what this is <laughs> all about, right? To do it. Yeah, that's what you're supposed <laughs> to do. If you can't read it that much into your own life, yeah. then who's gonna, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm there um, with you. So right after Secrets, I, I turn it up and go t- into Want. Okay. Um, and uh, I take this song as definitely a uh, um, 
my issues with self-destruction uh, and it's uh, it's an issue with my bipolar disorder that I've been trying to control <laughs> and it's not it's not easy uh, and there's times I see it every day when I, I don't mean to do it so hmm. uh, yeah it's uh, it's an issue so um, yeah I don't All know right. I think it's important to be open about yeah, it so totally. Yeah. yeah so yeah how uh, are you, you know, like if you don't mind me asking yeah in, in relation to want and stuff as far as like addictive stuff since you know you don't do are you tend to have that aspect too of any i was never personality in certain ways but not in i need alcohol or drugs or anything yeah um i'm i oh my god dude i stole so much stuff <laughs> full-on clip for thing. so <laughs> long right. and like where you're like yeah i know if i get caught i'm going to get fired or i'm going to jail kind of thing right um but i just did it you know and like yeah. uh you know just stuff like that where you're just like um like today, we let the, I had to go out and find my my uh, AirPods, mm-hmm. which is again another self destructive thing because I'll lose them all the time, right. and which only causes my wife uh, being upset at me, you know. And it's like right. where I could just I could just keep an eye on them or know where they're at, you know. And it's just like and I left the back gate unlocked, which is where our dogs would run out in, and, uh, into the into the world and i'm just yeah. like, oh my god i'm such an idiot like <laughs> and then and then calling myself an idiot is self-destructive right so it's, and just <laughs> snowballs it's just a it. vicious circle but yeah, yeah it was yeah. yeah i was never i've never been i i know just through our conversations like my father was an alcoholic uh-huh. uh so there is that an addictive uh to substance kind of yeah. Uh, disease or whatever you want to call it within our family. Um, I just never liked alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> I just never liked the taste of it. You know, ah, that's great. So, You're able to yeah, steer yeah. away from that and yeah. chain smoking or anything like that. You know, no yeah, thing. like none of that stuff. Like, like I, you know, I tried it and it just never, it just never appealed to me. Like I, now I'm on like medical marijuana, which I'll. I do, but I just don't, I don't like it. I don't like, I don't like the taste. I don't like how it smells. And, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't like any of that stuff, but it helps me. Yeah. And so I take it, you know, but, uh, yeah, I'm more addicted to other things, I guess. Right. Like, so it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of this is, has been, uh, a journey like with therapy and everything right. of, Actually, part of the problem is not realizing that you're doing the things and now I'm becoming more aware of everything that's going on. Um, So, yeah. And, like, I I think that this making this mixtape was kind of like an exercise in that. Um, So, yeah, Uh, I uh. do enjoy doing this. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the last song on this side Mm -hmm. is going to be Mint Car. Right. Because it's a song that my kids love. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it wasn't going to go on this until I sat down and was making the tape and my son was playing video games in the room. Uh-huh. And I was just going through uh, Wild Mood Swings and then going after each song. Yeah. And I hit on Mint Car and I left it on for a couple seconds. And my oldest son was, was singing along. Right. And he was like not even knowing he was doing it. He was watching the TV and he was dancing and singing to it. <laughs> and I was just like, it just made me happy in the yeah. moment. So... Um, <laughs> 
But yeah, that's how that ended up on there. So, nice. Um, yeah. Not like any so, kind of mint car love. It's it's few yeah. and far between. So <laughs> I feel like it. I still think it's a better song than Friday I'm in Love, but yeah, that's just my it. personal that's opinion. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's side one. Now, do you want me to keep going on side two, or do you want to take over and do side one Ooh. of yours? Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Maybe, yeah, we could leave it as like a cliffhanger there and see where it goes. Uh, yeah, you want to do it that way? That yeah, that's fine. Spice that it up. All right. Yeah. All right. So like uh, we said, a uh, different approach for mine. I'm kind of going theme song for events in my life. So I'll, I'll try to be <laughs> brief with my descriptions of songs and traumatic or pleasurable events here. Um so yeah, it starts uh, 1977, March. <laughs> I'm not going back to the actual birthday. Um, so so yeah, I lead it off with uh, Boys Don't Cry, um, just kind of representing my childhood, as it yeah. will. Um, plus, it's just a good opening track. Um, kind of a lot what we said in the Boys Don't Cry episode, as far as being a kid, being like the youngest, yeah. and having two older brothers, and just... Trying to be the tough boy, you know, even yeah. though yeah. them and my bro- my dad, nobody ever put it on me. You know, there was never any real society, you got to be a man kind of thing as a kid. But just, you know, that day and age and being the, the third boy, you know, it was just kind of always there. You couldn't show weakness or they'd you know, pick on you more yeah. or something, you know. Yeah. So, so there's just a little of that. Plus, it's just a, a, a fun song, but it's super dark around the edges, like a lot of my <laughs> childhood. Yeah. Uh, um, my childhood was great. I had a, like, a wonderful time. My parents were like awesome about keeping all the dark stuff, you know, and keeping me oblivious yeah. to it. And, you know, like, so, you know, forever love them for that. Like, it's only as you get older and you're like, that was kind of fucked up. And wow, all that was going on. And I was just like, <laughs> cool, G.I. Joe's, you know, and stuff like that. So something about Boys Don't Cry is like that, you know, like we said, it's such a fun song if you want it to be. But when you really yeah. li- listen to the lyrics and shit, you know, like, wow, this is a lot more going on there. So <laughs> Now, father to father, how are you with that with Henson when it comes to protecting not uh, the whole boys don't cry kind of like, yeah because i think i think we covered that the last episode but like yeah um the whole sheltering Are yeah you about that or no we're a lot more open with him than my parents okay. were as yeah. far as like you know shit oh, yeah. going on outside of the family or if there's weird stuff going on in the family we'll say yeah that's <laughs> that's just how they are you know you're you're your uncles or aunts are a little bit of weirdos, but you know, <laughs> that's why we love them kind of thing <laughs> and stuff like that, you know? And, uh, so yeah, I think we do kind of do the opposite of that. Um, yeah. To a good yeah. degree, you know, and it's not, almost impossible now though. That's, yeah. That's, that's what I kind of feel like it's, you know, to a certain degree, it doesn't really catch it and you want them just to be happy and you don't really need to go into the official death count every day of the, you know, COVID-19 or anything. But yeah. at the same time, he knows it's fucked up and he knows that it's going on. You know, obviously, you'd have to be totally oblivious. But, um, you know, so, I mean, there is a little bit of sheltering. But at the same time, I think between my wife and I, we are way more open with it all to him. And it's just yeah. the three of us, I think, when you get, like, a whole family too, you know. Like, I don't know if it's any different having two boys on your side there. Um, but it's... You know, I feel like he's just kind of right there with us as our, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but ah, yeah, cool. it's tricky. 
But uh, yeah, moving on from then, I kind of picked The Walk, which was kind of a bonus track. This is one that got added in as the tape got longer. Um, but <laughs> the, the Walk, since this is all technically before I even got into The Cure, though, this would be around 83. It kind of represented me just being fascinated by music around that time. I got a Walkman and started just like listening to like... yeah. Tons of stuff on the radio. It wasn't even a tape walkman. It was like a race. So I'd hear it like Thriller. And I just had like these memories of these specific songs always having this kind of darker side to kind of like the walk, you know, where it's like yeah, a pop song. But it, it definitely has like some dark around the edges still. Like Here Comes the Rain, you know, again, you know, the Arithmics one and like yeah. 99 Red Balloon. So it's all like pump full like <laughs> cold war anxiety and shit too yeah safety dance totally was like and i looked all those up before this because those were the ones that popped in my head and they all were like totally 82 83 so it fucking checked out you know i was like oh wow yeah it was just really weird era you know i remember just being a kid and and getting into pop music but it it was it was like very cold war feeling about it something you know (laughs) just seemed like it could all go horribly wrong really quick you know so it probably should have yeah, so who knows? <laughs> uh, so somehow the walk kind of captures that for me. And then uh, we jump in a few years later, around 87. I'm starting to get into middle school age. And this one's a more direct reference of Cureness with the Hanging Garden I have on there. Because um, it was the first song that I remember hearing that my friend Jeff Butler was getting into the Cure. And he played, you know... I can't remember what, but it was Hanging Garden. I was just like making fun of the lyrics. I was like falling to the walls. What is this bullshit you're listening to? <laughs> kind of thing. I was like, the animals cry. What is that about? Yeah, it's that, uh, I was like, Men at Work. Now that's a fucking band. You should listen to that. <laughs> after like uh, a few more listens to that and watching it orange with him just by default, you know, I got hooked pretty quick after that. But I remember Hanging Garden, strangely enough, being like the first one I have a memory of. Yeah. Um, so that's on there and uh, so then we're starting to get into like I guess it was really fast after that I started just obsessing about the cure and uh, so the next one on the mix is uh, A Night Like This because I do have a distinct memory of listening to this particular song um, while on a Walkman that actually had a tape at this point in the back seat of my oldest brother's car and uh, oh. for whatever the fuck reason we were driving around and it was nighttime and I was still young enough this was like going into 6th grade maybe and like where it was still kind of a big deal to be out at night driving around with your brother you know like it doesn't happen that much you know <laughs> and uh, I just remember listening to this and all kinds of like middle school hormones and melodrama whatever the anxiety yeah. was killing me and this song just like has like a really cool connection to that without it even really being in the lyrics you know but there's something about like coming to find you if it takes me all night kind of thing it's like it almost feels like the song has butterflies in its stomach too yeah you know? and yeah. it's um just something i've always loved about that song and it kind of matches that whole middle school lifestyle completely you know <laughs> yeah i remember that sixth grade was like a weird year yeah uh, it was probably the worst year of like school for me but like i just remember that was like the first time i started like really liking girls yeah and like really like i remember i used to like there were three different girls in sixth grade that i had crushes on right and, yeah 
So yeah, it was just, it's just like yeah. everything is just like overwhelming and like like I said, I feel like I've had butterflies in my stomach from anxiety <laughs> or something, you know, like not the good kind of butterflies even, you know, just like yeah, anxiety like from then to about now. I think I still have them. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's when it started, I think. But uh, so uh, yeah, somehow a night like this captures that, and uh, you know that's around when I met Donald even, and we started just totally getting yeah. into the care. So. Um, then we jump ahead quite a bit um, to high school age and going into like late sophomore year into junior year of high school uh, pictures of you I put here and I could have probably put just like heaven here too because it's kind of in reference to my first girlfriend in high school that we were yeah. totally high school relationship you know it was we were totally going to get married, of course, but nobody does that, you know? Try yeah. <laughs> so, uh, humping and all that other stuff. Yeah, so I was obsessed <laughs> and all that. And uh, Pictures of You kind of sums it up that all that, knowing, you know, even listening. I mean, Pictures of You, I've associated with every relationship I've had, whether yeah. it be girlfriend yeah. or parents passing away or birth of my child or whatever. For some reason, that song's just. It's a very fun. versatile song. Yeah, so, but I figured, you know first girlfriend first real girlfriend let's let's give it to her why not you know because <laughs> so, it's kind of doomed from the start you know this isn't gonna work out even though it's like technically one of the most like romantic cure songs in the world you know you hear it it's just like the imagery so like beautiful and so like reminiscent of you know you know sweet innocence and all this but it's like you know it's fucking doomed man you know so, <laughs> you know it's not gonna you work you don't want to admit it even though everybody's <laughs> telling you that you know this yeah. isn't going to last forever. <laughs> totally. Yes, we do. We love each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why would it work? So, we don't uh, understand our love. So the breakup comes in a couple more songs, but at the time, we'll <laughs> pause there. It's, uh, <laughs> it's going great. And uh, pitches you totally matches. So uh, despite, yeah. all, despite all that, you know. Um, so then this enters a weird part of the dark side of my life here, I guess. It was about... Let's see, 84 or 94, the summer before my senior year, I was 17 and romantic troubles took a sideline for sure because I got in a bad car accident and it was like a uh, total fucking mess. It was a head on collision with a 40 ton gravel truck. Ooh. And um, yeah, so it was pretty much worst case scenario. If you're going to crash, it was like head on, broke everything that I didn't need to live basically yeah. my legs my arms everything but didn't touch my head or my spine or anything i lost my spleen three-fourths Ooh. blood was gone i got stuck in the car they had to like pry me out forever it was taking forever they had to medevac me so i was like on the oh, fucking shit. helicopter and yeah. passed out somewhere on there um so that was like a big deal that I always, everyone kept saying, this is going to mess you up. And I'm like, whatever. So <laughs> it's still something that just comes up constantly. I'm like, Ugh. I'm sure it'll kill me even like some kind of effect from all that bullshit as a kid will still be what kills me in the end. Probably. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like I got a, a huge perspective on life that I'm fortunate. I feel like it changed everything from that moment on. So I've, put the song figurehead on there which Ooh. has a lot of different lyrical associations oh, yeah. but there's so many harsh aggressive things that i associate because that was the toughest part of finding this was like trying to find which song would match that and there's just so many of like the you know you know i'll never be clean again of course and you know whatever yeah. just sharp angry words and you know it's 
because it was just frustrating more, you know? It was just like, what the hell? You know, I, yeah. I was left with this, like, feeling of, like, was I supposed to die? You know, like, everyone just told me, it was like, you, you, nobody would have survived that. How the fuck did a 40-ton gravel truck? <laughs> I was like, I know, I heard, whatever, you know, and I, luckily I was dumb enough to... Just be like, well, I'm here, so I'm I'm happy. That's great, but it definitely changed everything. Yeah. Just like at that age when you're supposed to think you're immortal, I was like, wow, yeah. we could all die in any second, you know? <laughs> like realizing how fragile life is, and like, but it, like I said, I appreciated it too because it was like now I never take a moment for granted yeah. anybody you know like i've been that way i'm like a super long goodbye person and i'll, I'll stand there forever and <laughs> yeah <laughs> say goodbye forever i know i had to kick you out of my house i know right <laughs> it's like just go <laughs> but, uh, um so yeah that's it that was a, a big deal and i figure somehow figurehead captures that without uh you know is, was like is was that like, where you got is that where you got the inspiration to write final destination uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Still waiting for credit on that one. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that, uh, then the saddest part of all that wasn't even the goddamn car wreck. It took like half a year to like learn how to walk again and shit, yeah, you know, and get yeah. back. But then less than a fucking year, like after that, my mom passed away. So it was like yeah. right after that, I was like, way worse blow she had been sick forever you know like nine years um you know but we just never thought it would get her she was so tough that you know she just always fought it off and always recovered it was like a rare blood disease and uh no yeah so it just fucking sucked my girlfriend broke up with me in between these two songs by the way so that that didn't work out <laughs> so, oh my god car wreck first breakup mom dies all within a year you know when i'm like 17 18 so uh so that sucks so i put treasures the next song because when i already well, wrote it down oh uh, yeah <laughs> I'm a, yeah i'm writing down all the songs as you go and you wrote you, yep. you you were talking and i just wrote treasure down yeah, yeah. it it was perfect because wild mood swings yeah. came out i'd graduated i was just going off to junior college while my brothers were you know getting their stuff together my dad and everybody so i was just kind of it was a very quiet weird next school semester and wild mood swings kind of saved my life in a sense in that regards because that came out in like may of the next year and yeah and this song being on it you know was kind of I knew it was goofy, but I felt like it was her way of telling me it was going to be all right from the beyond, you know, and like, yeah, um, you know, I shouldn't let it just destroy me and think of, think fondly back. Don't cry, you know, yeah. <laughs> so one of those deals, but, uh, you know, it, it was, tough. yeah, we talked, uh, we both talked about our, our affection for that song. Yeah. It's a beautiful song that never really gets appreciated. I'd love them to bring that back yeah. up too, but yeah. Kind of keeps it more personal almost that it isn't ever on anything, you know? <laughs> it's like, it was just for me, wasn't it? <laughs> now, I don't mean to, to to dig up old old pains or anything. Yeah, nah. It's a, that breakup. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> it was, uh... Well, you tell me, I was just like, damn. Yeah, I like, kind of brushed like, How did that conversation <laughs> come around? Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I know you're pretty much in a body cast and... Uh, I'm sick and you're learning how to walk again and you know yeah it was like like car accident I finally got back into school senior year uh, by the end of the semester 
right before graduation, she's like cheating on me with her ex. Oh, God. <laughs> like, I mean, it was so ridiculous. Now I don't even hold it against her. Of course, we were yeah. supposed to break up, but even fucking weirder, she ended up marrying the dude that she cheated on me with. <laughs> it's like she at actually least married that. that. Yeah, so I feel like <laughs> at least maybe it was meant to be then, I guess. So fuck, what do I know? You know? <laughs> but at I'm least like, you can hold on to that. Yeah. I'm like standing there with yeah. crutches and she's breaking up with me and my mom's like about to die. You know? So it's like, okay, great. <laughs> yeah, That's it was like uh, that high fidelity moment where... Uh, the one girl ends up breaking up with John Cusack and then marrying the yeah exactly the, the other guy. <laughs> totally. like, that was the issue. Man. This was fate. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's how I was like, what the fuck, you oh know? Like, I mean, yeah. I, it's like now I'd love to just even hang out with her and catch up like old days, but she's still fucking married to that dude. So I'm like, well, that's yeah. awkward. You know? <laughs> it's like I can't hang weird. out with them. You know. So uh, yeah, yeah. So, I had a girlfriend break up with me on. Uh, on my twenty second birthday, <laughs> and we had a we had a we had a snowstorm, uh-huh. and my best friend was supposed to come down to Philadelphia, and we were supposed to go hang out and everything, right. and he couldn't make because of the snowstorm, and she just broke up with me in the middle of it because I was uh-huh. upset that he couldn't come down. Uh, so I was just like, "Well, <laughs> fuck!" And then she called me back like a half hour later and proceeded to continue our relationship. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like right after you blow uh, the candles out, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus, he's sitting in the bathroom crying. Waited yeah. a day, even. <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> Read the room a little bit, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Oh, you got a little God. party hat on and stuff. <laughs> 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 <The> fuck. Uh, oh. um, so I tried to bring it up for the sake of the mix and my life after that song and yeah. uh, <laughs> figurehead followed by a treasure. Not good. Um, so I have Exploding <laughs> Boy here. Nice. And um, and I think I read it. I don't know where the hell it was. It's more of a Cure Association. I think from the Join the Dots liner notes maybe. Um, okay. like, like you said, the lyrics don't really match the, the tone of the song. It's like a very kind of yeah. joyous song, you know, and... Uh, um, I think somewhere in there he said it was the excitement of the new band for the Head on the Door era and having, you know, just loving playing with this band and the song kind of just stemmed out of that. Um, yeah. And that's kind of what I always feel in the song. It's just this joy of music in a sense. And okay. so I, I put that song there because it was this era around then after I was starting college at that point and just like really getting the ball rolling on writing songs and playing shows and just really realizing that's like, shit, I could get up and play songs. And, you know, this is such an outlet. And, uh, and that song in particular, you know, just always kind of fits that mood. If I was playing, doing a yeah. montage in my head, you know, <laughs> we didn't sound like the soundtrack. Yeah. Like yeah. So head, like it would definitely scene. be exploding boy as we're Donald's rocking out on the drums in the basement. And I'm just, uh, we're not sounding anything like the cure, but at the same time, <laughs> our hearts are in it. Um, so yeah, two more songs on side A. Um, we go into another relationship here. Years, uh, a couple of years later at this point, the next long-term relationship I had was this girl. And um, eh, in hindsight, yeah, it's kind of uh, a lot of jealousy issues, a lot of yeah. going through the motions. It's like I was going through school. I was really getting into music and the idea of being in a band. So I was really divided into three parts anyway, you know? So it was like... 
I felt like it was a big deal. We had a lot of fun, but there was a lot of just like going through the motions in the relationship. I really yeah. hated her parents. She was cool. We had fun together, but like we just, God, they're horrible people. And we would just spend so much time over there on the weekends. And Been there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yep. I put in your house here and the nice. whole, whole concept of um, I'm drowning, basically, pretending to swim, you know, acting like this yeah. is something that we're gonna pull off you know but we we thought we were serious you know the hours would go by and um so that went on for like three years though and uh then yeah so it was like three-year relationship then that kind of just ended but it ended in a weird way as we go into siamese twins which might be a little overly harsh (laughs) for the breakup but but, uh You know, I was sad about it, but I, it wasn't my usual, I got a winner back kind of breakup. I was just kind of yeah. like, fuck, what the hell, you know? And I was more angry that I, like, I won't say wasted, but like three really important years, you know, as I was in college, mm-hmm. you know, I basically yeah. am a very committed man, so, or boy at that time, where I, uh, you know, met so many cool girls and just people I wanted to hang out with, but I never wanted to, like, jeopardize our relationship or make it even awkward or even put myself in the position mm-hmm. of doing, you know, so I just ignored <laughs> everything basically. I know all this stuff you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just like, and then when it's over, I'm like, well, that's fucking great. All those like cool people I totally could have hung out with. So it was very just kind of bitter. Um, so Siamese twins somehow fit that a lot when I was listening back over it. I was like, yeah. I think it's just the, is it always like this kind of idea and, when you start to get the more aggressive, like we never talk, we never smile, I scream, you're nothing. <laughs> like I said, might be a little overly harsh, you know, but yeah. um, <laughs> but yeah, it was a pretty disappointing relationship at that point as the tape yeah. runs out. <laughs> Siamese twins, and she was a twin. She wasn't a Siamese twin, but she did have a twin. So I'll keep her name. Wow. But uh, yeah, so so it kind of all fits. So. Did they pull any uh, type of switcheroos on you or anything? Ever? No, not identical. They look similar, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> thank God, dear sister was a, definitely the crazier of the two. So. <laughs> yeah, I had a, I had, I had a girlfriend that hated me, and, not, and she didn't hate me. Her parents hated me, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just remember I I destroyed that relationship. Like yeah. as far as go- going back to like self destructive stuff, I I fucked that up. Yeah, like, and I I was batting way out of my league with that one, <laughs> yeah. you know. And I was just like, "What am I doing here?" Yeah, kind of thing. And yeah. I was just like, "Ugh, let's just burn it to the ground," kind of thing. Yeah, uh, when I could have easily just walked away, and I didn't. So <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's kind of yeah. this one was too. Yeah, I think yeah. it's just. You know, looking back, I was like, yeah, I can't imagine why she wanted to get out, too. I was, like, totally going through the motions with everything. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, yeah man, whatever, you know. But I'm just going to be in a band, you know. I was totally, like, <laughs> fucking 80s mode, dude, you know. I was just like, whatever. My band's going to be a <laughs> – it's my only vision. I'm trying to remember what band we were talking about where the where – the, I think you talked about it, too, like, uh, where the dude went out and bought – 
new equipment and then the girlfriend like made him between choose between him and the band and he chose the girl and then he, yeah, five minutes was later he's like fuck that and i'm gonna go <laughs> yeah. back to the band yeah, yeah, yeah. So, i want to well, say it was blink 182 but it might not i think it was actually yeah yeah, I think yeah. it was yeah. yeah broke up and he's like oh fuck that and then went back to the band so yeah, yeah. it was definitely that so. kind of scenario <laughs> I made that oh. girl hang out in my basement with me and Donald and watch countless hours of like Mr. Show and shit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine she didn't kick me to the curb way earlier. But, <laughs> but oh, she wow. hates that show. She What's hates that? that show with a pa- she hates that show with a passion. Oh yeah, no, like, I yeah. just know her now. Like she's <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah, there's no uh-huh. way uh, that's coming up anymore. So <laughs> anytime they see David Cross, they see you. Yeah, and, and you, you've you've ruined like Breaking Bad and yeah, exactly. And better call Saul for her. Good job, Gavin. More realistic for her, she probably like <laughs> loves Better Call Saul and like never even made the connection. It's the same person, you know? Or probably like, not. Oh, that's that guy. You know, <laughs> just like Jesus Christ, really? <laughs> Did you learn nothing from me? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my God. But, so uh, let's bounce back to your uh, right. story there, side B of Chaz. <laughs> so side B, I started it off with uh, with cut here. Okay. Um, yeah, it was. I was choosing between this and um, homesick, I think. Okay. And I chose this instead. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I I mean, the song's about. Um, that dude from the Associates committing uh, suicide, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's Robert's regret of not having or not taking the time and, yeah. and being and being a friend and spending time with him. Uh, so, <clears throat> um, I lost my father in 2000. What now is it? 16 now. So. Uh, and it's something that I've been that I've been dealing with, uh, and I've been talking about actually recently with my with my therapist of mm-hmm. of just having that having that guilt. Um, and I know I'm, I mean I'm I not saying that you experience it, but I mean mm-hmm. there's always that. You know I wish I could have spent you know five minutes doing this instead of with uh, them yeah. instead of doing this you know and sure. you know yeah so but like with my with my father you know we didn't he wasn't in my life growing up and it took a lot for me to uh after he stopped decided to stop drinking and be back in my life and it took a lot for me to get to that point and i felt like when it got to that point is when he passed away so yeah. uh there's a lot of regret of like you know what i could have done in those like three to four years where I had him around yeah um and where he was willing to be in my life so uh yeah it's uh especially this time of the year for yeah yeah yeah. and around this time of year is where I would see him the most and you know not having that now is is rough you know especially when you know I don't have regret over the 30 years before that I didn't have with him Mm -hmm. um because that wasn't my decision you know, I have, I have the regret that comes now. So yeah, uh, it's a little bit different. So, you know, listening to that song, <clears throat> it 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 hits it hits pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that's where I took the track one into the saddest 
No, yeah. Possible hey. place I can, <laughs> I can go. And again, it's another song where the lyrics don't match up with with yeah, it's uh, weird with the music. Because so, I always uh, initially like most Cure songs, it just seems like a sad relationship song at first. The way he yeah. definitely even phrases, there's a few lines where it's just blatantly covering that up more to make it sound like mm-hmm. a relationship even. But um, and then hearing that and reading that and re- and like realizing that's what the song was about, it just makes it so much better too. You know, like, yeah. knowing it's just like oh wow, it is weird the old busy Mister Busy took. You know, like that part's like what is this? Like isn't this it weird had little a, yeah. b- baby yeah, talk kind of yeah. part? You know, or just like what? But it totally just flows with it. You know, and who, knowing yeah. him, that's probably some inside joke he inside had inside joke the guy with him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's like oh man, yeah. it's, but um. Yeah, that song definitely hits all of it, you know, like Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um <clears throat> so I go with a little bit more poppier, uh, with the next song and I go with the only one. Um okay. this one is 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 because of my wife because I I sent it to her one time uh-huh. as like uh like I think I sent it to her in like a message or like a I don't want to say MySpace because I don't think it was that long ago, but like <laughs> Facebook or whatever. And she's just like, Robert is such a dirty man. And <laughs> it's like, I'm like, all right. You know, and like every time I hear that song, that's all I think in my head. It's like, yeah, Robert's such a dirty man. Dirty so, old Robert getting down. Yeah. <laughs> Got his bathrobe so, on. <laughs> yeah. Shuffling yeah, around. Um, yeah. Uh, Do that thing with my hips or whatever you're doing. Yeah. 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 Whoa. yeah. It goes there for sure. Yeah. Just don't break one. Yeah. So um so then I uh I go with a, a very popular song with In Between Days. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. Um reminds me of like every stupid fight I've had. Yeah. Um <laughs> and uh, you know, relationship-wise, and and just like in with friendships and relationships in general, of yeah. just um, of like, fuck, I was so stupid. You know, like, yeah. there was no, like, there was no reason for that whatsoever. Like, or you know, I could handle that better. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, go on, go on, come back. Yeah, like he's yeah. done it a few times and it works great. It's like boys don't that, cry was the yeah. first one. You know, it's, always mean it's to a rip recurring... that off where it's like a yeah. the opposite for the second verse. You know, like you yeah. change your mind in the middle of the song. You know, it's it's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, and it's it. I'm sure you go through it with your marriage. It's just like why the fuck did we fight about this? Yeah. When we could have spent the last three days being, you know, having a good time together. Right. Like, or, you know, and just like, or why didn't I hang out with that friend because I was upset with X, Y, and Z, you know? It's yeah. Like, what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> yeah, So, totally. yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you're going to be a friend with me, you're probably going to get in stupid arguments. So, especially <laughs> if we see each other on a normal basis. Right. So, uh, um, uh, next one, uh, a strange day. Um, this one is another one where I where I definitely uh, have a connection to my uh, bipolar disorder, uh, mm. but also it kind of ties in with the Stephen King thing and like this um, existential dread that I get. Um, 
of like the world's just burning and I'm just going to kind of sit and watch it. Yeah. Um, and like none of this has meaning. And like I know like him describing that song, he said it's like kind of like a end of the world kind of uh, landscape that you're dealing with yeah. when it comes to that song. And like I, I relate to that in a lot of the stuff I read and a lot of the stuff I I'm I think about uh, uh, I think of the road. Uh, the movie, right. the Ro- or the book, The Road. I'm sorry, but it was made into a movie. But the book right. is is outstanding, yeah. and uh, I kind of picture that song when I think about that book. Um, and then even the stand, the movie, the the why I keep saying the movie, the book, the stand, yeah. um, Stephen King book uh, that's being made into a miniseries right now that you should not miniseries, but ten so ten show episodes or whatever it is, uh, but. Uh, yeah, just the like end of the world feel is something yeah. that's always appealed to me. Um, and now that I'm living in it, it's kind of boring, but uh, you know, <laughs> kind of is. <laughs> nah. Yeah, that, that song so, definitely captures that feeling. Though it's like this ominous, just all around you, like you said. You know, it just feels like you're opening the door, and it's like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah. Out here? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, and even when uh, Damnation AD, AD did that uh, whole cover album, that was my favorite mm-hmm. song on that. Yeah. Um, just because it, it felt like it brought that feel to it also. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, going a little bit more, I guess, depressing was uh, Ed, uh, Edge of the Deep Green Sea, um, which is another marriage song. Mm. Uh Longest relationship in my life is my wife, so yeah, uh, you know a lot of a lot of the stuff I associate with my life is is going to be associated with my marriage, um, and this was one that was like it hit me hard when we were having a really bad argument, and she went into Target and I put this song on and I just sat in the car and listened to it like three times, mm-hmm. and like I was a mental wreck for the rest of the day, but like I was just like. Yeah, this is kind of. I feel like I'm in this song right now. Yeah, um, yeah. Robert so, and was I, there for you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're. I know exactly what you're going through. <laughs> I wonder if they got in a fight about like some bullshit thing, and like he just kind of like went yeah. over the edge with it, and like I completely get it because I do that way too often. Yeah. So uh, you know, you know, if I left the gate. On the, I, we got in an argument because I left the garage door, uh, back door didn't shut it the right the, the right way I guess. You're always and leaving shit just, open, man. I am, and like I can't help it, you know. <laughs> I just forget so often, you know. But like it's, uh, you know, it's just like I can imagine like a fight like that, like a yeah. stupid argument like that, boiling down into you know, as the deep green sea. So yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I get the yeah. I always say like you don't have to beat up on me because whatever I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat up on myself way worse uh, yeah. than anything. <laughs> you know? Yep. No matter how trivial, I'm gonna make myself feel oh so much God. worse about it than any punishment you're gonna or guilt trip you're gonna give me. I'm it's like, don't worry. I already have myself feeling horrible. You don't yeah. even need yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. My therapist and I talk about that every week. Yeah, it's just a common, just like I and like I do it while we're talking, where I just like I'm self-deprecating. Yeah, and like where I just like beat myself up all the time and like yeah, like yeah. So it's uh yeah, yeah it's, just it's, recently with my crutches, I've been knocking everything over and like right before oh. the holiday stuff, I just 
was trying to like do something productive and make this marinade and I knocked over this thing and it was like Rah! I just turned into like <laughs> fucking Frankenstein or something or like I couldn't use my arms I was just like oh Jesus she's like it's okay I'll clean it up but it was just like I couldn't bounce back from it I was just like yeah. so mad the whole rest of the night and I was just like yep. couldn't, couldn't let it go I was just ah but yeah yeah, oh, yeah. So. those little things man yeah, no. <laughs> still haven't forgiven myself. <laughs> yeah, I think I've called myself an idiot like at least five times in yeah. this podcast, so it's all good. So. Um, so right after that, I go into a song that you already mentioned, "The Walk." Yeah, uh, not a song I particularly love. Yeah, um, it's not a song that I associate with like anything really emotional or uh, deep or. Um, my wife and I went to go see the cure in 2008 in, in Philadelphia uh-huh. and there was a guy to the left of us but like a couple rows so we could see his whole side uh-huh. and as soon as that song started he did started doing the craziest dancing I've ever seen in my life <laughs> where he was just like shooting guns like everywhere and like he was just going insane, and we just like stood finger there the whole guns, time. I take it, F- finger guns yeah. everywhere, <laughs> just like and just like like spinning around, and like he wow. was like it was so funny, and it just like made it made that whole experience like a hundred times better than it already was, just because anytime that song comes up, we start we start dancing like that. Yeah. Um, so it's just it's it was like just one of those that one song jokes. he danced like that for. Just that one song he was going balls to the wall for. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was it was so funny and like I, if that guy's listening, thank you for yeah. making that night so much more enjoyable. Uh, Contact was, us; I'd love to have you on the show. Yeah, we should t- <laughs> like why finger guns? Yeah, just and it just the rem- walk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just reminded me like how fun it is going to see that band. Yeah, um, despite all the sadness and everything that you can associate with them, like it's ah, it's yeah. so much fun. Nuts. You know you're gonna get three hours of like um, next to perfect performance. Yeah. Um. So it's uh. Yeah. It's Just highlights loose. of my life. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So uh, going into the home stretch, I have lullaby. Uh huh. Um. Mostly because of my issues with sleeping. Um. That uh. Again with my. I keep going back to my bipolar disorder, but that's part yeah. of what I am. Um, big, big I very, <laughs> yeah, I have a I have a very hard time uh, going to sleep at night. Um, and uh, I know some people talk about sleep paralysis and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's something that I feel when I'm about to sleep. And the medical marijuana helps a lot, a, a ton. Like it's the best stuff that I've ever taken to help me get to sleep. Um, so it's, you feel like you have a constant, like somebody's watching you kind of feeling. Uh Um, and it's just like this dread that comes over, um, before you try to go to sleep. So your partner's asleep, knocked out next to you. And you're just kind of sitting there like knowing that you're not gonna be able to sleep for like the next couple hours. So, uh, yeah. Um, my wife goes through that a lot. She has yeah. all kinds of sleeping issues. Like I yeah. always like 
fall asleep. Like, <laughs> it's because I'm drunk all the time. <laughs> Not tonight. But, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's terrible. Then she just gets mad and I'm like snoring and shit. She gets all resenting me and hitting me and shit, oh, pushing like, me over. And, yeah. and I'm just like, why? I'm just trying to sleep. But yeah, I feel so bad for her. And she'll just get her mind going and it just yeah. never stops. Yeah. You know? it's, it's yeah, I don't. I don't resent my wife for that, and I don't kick her or, like, do anything like that. That's I just kind of let her be. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but it's just something I've dealt with since I was a kid. So, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's like, all this stuff, like, is completely normal to me. And it's, like, weird talking to people about it sometimes just because they're like, yeah. that's that's not normal. I was like, well, <laughs> for me it is because I've been, you know, 30 years of doing it this way. Yeah. It's, it, you know, so you just lay there all night. <laughs> so just, like, what do you do? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, well, since they invented the TV, that helps out a little bit. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> and now that they invented a cell phone. Um, yeah. But yeah, like meditation helps. Um, <laughs> I I've done heads the Headspace uh, app or whatever, um, yeah. which helps out a lot if you need some sleeping help. <laughs> um, and like I've said before, the the marijuana, yeah. well, I'm sure uh, <clears throat> Donald approves of that. So yeah, <laughs> gets his oh. endorsement. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes you just gotta wait for those fucking spiders. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've always took just go back. I've always taken lullaby as like this of this like fear of going to sleep kind of. Kind yeah, of song. I think it um, works so much better as a metaphor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So instead of some stupid song about a spider, yeah. You know, so. <laughs> um, and then uh, I just kept the the tape going because in that song I put on in Fascination Street, mm-hmm. um, that one goes out to the girl who got me into the cure, Veronica. Um, nice. So she gave me disintegration to listen to during accounting class. So um, yeah, thank you. Uh, so man. wherever you are in this world, so. Uh, <laughs> And then Halo, I, I, I bring in uh, another B-side, but uh, it was another song I put on my wife's mix CD. Uh, one of the first ones I made for her. Um, nice. So yes. it definitely means a lot to me. And uh, yeah. It, Perfect it, love it, song. Yeah, yeah. Um, you try, you know, with love songs, it's like you can go really generic or you can go s- something that actually you can associate stuff to and like yeah. with lyrics it just means more so um yeah uh and then uh sugar girl is yeah. uh second to last song yeah um yeah again another thing where my bullshit gets in the way of relationships <laughs> yeah. kind, kind of thing you know so uh it's it's a common theme in my life and a common theme in in the mixtape of just having your own shit get in the way of of building a relationship with someone, so uh, it's gonna yeah. happen. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh. for the last track, uh-huh. I let it play out, so I have no idea where it cut off. But mm. I took out my lullaby uh, tribute to the Cure CD, and since I couldn't put it on the tape i put the lullaby version of uh homesick on there ah. so so it's just an instrumental playing oh like yeah. actual like so. children's lullabies that yeah disc? yeah okay cool yeah, yeah. 
So and you, and you did homesick, you said? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I okay. needed a couple extra seconds. Yeah, I think I, I, I think I had about to... about a minute and ten seconds, so I just nice. put it on and let it play yeah, out. It's a good so, uh, yeah. good way to do it. I've done yeah. that on past ones with different bands where you just put a little snippet of an instrumental or something yeah. in there if you need to. So. Very cool. I like yeah, that. man, that's a very listenable mix too. I think so, and I, I think I think it covers a a wide variety of the cure from like stuff that's i was gonna put reasons why on here but i decided against it yeah um even though it's one of my favorite songs and and um uh, like newer songs um i was gonna put burn but like i'm just like i'm not trying to make this to like be like the cool kid in the club or like what's yeah, the most exactly. listenable you know <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what i was having trouble with this like i could fit this in somewhere you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's right. Yeah, when mine doesn't have just like heaven, I was just like, I can't just force it in somewhere. I mean, yeah, I, had I know. So yeah. many great moments yeah. with just like heaven, but there was never a direct connection. Uh, yeah. So. All right. Well, yeah. I want to hear your awesome. side too. All right. Yeah. I guess we'll flip the tape on mine here, and um, I promise no horrific car accidents or. Uh, <laughs> It's the only good well, thing. Well, this about is your when this girl broke up it? with me after I yeah, had open heart a, surgery. <laughs> there's one breakup here, but other than that, I think it's happy. Um, so yeah, we're getting where are we at? About year 2001, I think, when we flipped the tape over on my life story. Um, comes out blazing with happiness here. Uh, I figured it was a good lead-off track, <laughs> and the only time I would put "Why Can't I Be You" is the lead-off track on a tape. So um, it's surprised me that it would even make the cut uh but i'm yeah, surprised well, too i'm like i'm like in shock yeah so yeah some time had passed since uh, that last breakup and uh move on to this new disaster as i say um, i met this younger girl um and um she was six years younger than me which is no big deal technically but it was a huge deal at that time because of the age bracket that yeah. we were in it was just like no fucking way this was gonna work either um she was just going off to college and i was just wrapped up so it was like ah, yeah definitely that's... not a good combo so yeah. um even though we were like totally hit it off and had such great times just in conversation even before all that it was just kind of always in my head i was like there's no way don't let yourself fall for this girl too hard this isn't gonna work dude but um Sure enough, we started hanging out. Big fun came in like cool context of going to shows and long car rides and shit like that too. And like since she was younger, I had all these bands I wanted to introduce her to and shit. And one of those, we ended up at some store and I bought her galore as you know bargain oh, bin okay. at that point or something probably. And I got her a, a copy of that. And why can't I be the first track on yeah. that? And um, such an odd like, yeah. <laughs> We've never gone over comps, have we? Like the not the too much. Comps? Yeah, I did. Um, Galore versus Standing Beach. Yeah, it's a yeah. weird. It, it works great. I mean, I guess when they come out with some encores and stuff, it is kind of. A, it does have like a very like come out blazing kind of thing. But yeah, it's a weird. If your first listen of the Cure is why can't I be used? So. <laughs> um, 
I definitely played her tons of care before this, but this was like the first CD I think that I just bought her and left it there. So we listened to it a lot and like, why can't I be you? And it's just super sappy, happiest, you know, when you're in that kind of stage of a relationship, it, you know, it makes the most sense, you know, it's never made that much more sense later even. It's just kind of annoying yeah. and, you know, <laughs> but, but uh, totally hit that moment. And uh, so, yeah, I always associate the, the fun era of that relationship with that song. And then, um, sure enough, uh, it felt longer, but it was a little short of a year, uh, started to phase out as the, the spring turned. And, uh, so Caterpillar is the next song for the obvious metaphor. Mm. Didn't want to get tied down to an old dude coming out the visitor every weekend. <laughs> totally understandable. Um, I couldn't even really argue with her. Um, but yeah, pretty classic tale of, uh, you know, I couldn't hold it against her. So I kind of just swallowed all that pain and let her go on her way, you know, and uh, tried to keep it to myself, even though I'm sure it was pretty obvious. Um, so Caterpillar, yeah, it was just kind of that metamorphosis of the relationship changing as the song very plainly puts yeah um and then the depression kicks in so that was a hard breakup just because i felt kind of stupid for letting myself be that vulnerable to you know and uh really did have a good time yeah you know so luckily (laughs) it was the last one to date so hopefully we'll keep it that way it was the last epic breakup um but it was a bad one i just fucking hit rock bottom, drink myself yeah. to oblivion, you know, all the worst case scenarios. I was a total fucking mess for, you know, it was weird. It was a long stretch. Definitely. This was the spring and, um, just kind of, but I found the good in it. I threw myself into like songwriting and shit a lot. And yeah. like, like tried to just really, you know, focus on that. I cranked out a million songs that I still play to this day, even that I really like a lot. And, um, so that was cool. And then the best part of it was only like three months after that horrible breakup and I was at rock bottom, I met my now wife at a bar downtown. We were all hanging out with a couple nice. of mutual friends. And um, and I met her and we just started hanging out and we all clicked instantly, you know, and like we just hung out like constantly, almost like every weekend at least, you know, and like I was still just a total fucking mess though and she even expressed fairly early on that you know she was interested in me or whatever or we should give it a shot but I like insisted that we didn't you know like 50% me being smart knowing I was a fucking mess and I didn't want to mess it up with her because I really did like hanging out with her and liked her a lot and you know definitely 50% still not over the X you know not that I knew I was going to get back with her or anything it was just done but I wasn't ready to move on so we hung out as like best buds for an entire year pretty much it was really kind of weird in hindsight but i'm glad we did it that way because i would have totally fucked it up if (laughs) if we had jumped right (laughs) into that relationship so uh i mean i pretty much almost fucked it up a billion times anyway but uh so sinking is the song i associate with the dark Uh, um, as we said earlier that one just really, mostly the like, I tricked myself like everybody else kind of yep. line where how did I yep. let myself fall for this, you know, college girl <laughs> that hard, you know, like well, I totally saw this coming. Why didn't I, you know, know better kind of thing. So yep. sinking definitely hit home there. And, um, and like you, I said, you and I handled, you and I handled breakups completely differently. You drank <laughs> yourself to yeah. death and I, I stole I think shit five, six hundred dollars <laughs> worth of alcohol from 
the grocery store I worked at and then sold it. So you just sold it. And that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. I went to a like, okay, <clears throat> this can stay in. So it's okay. already past the point of like getting in trouble for it. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I, so I used to be a manager at a grocery store, like one of the managers and, uh, they asked me to work at a different store. So uh-huh. like I was working there for like a week and I realized that they didn't have any of their like hard, expensive alcohol in any locked cases. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of like moved the security cameras and did a bunch of different stuff and ended wow. up walking out with like, I think it was about five to $600 worth of like, like I had Patron and Holy shit. Belvedere <laughs> and like all this shit that was like, you know, 60 to a hundred dollars a piece. And yeah. I went to a party, uh, that my friend was having and I sold all of them for like half the price of whatever they were and I made a couple hundred bucks. So Damn. Yeah. So that's how I dealt with my my yeah. breakup. Well it's a good thing we weren't hanging out then because I would have totally bought we and drank all of that yeah. liquor from you. <laughs> we we would have been like uh what the fuck is the name of that movie with Susan Sarandon? The uh, Thelma and Louise. Thelma yeah. Louise. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I'll steal everything you drink it. Yeah, sounds like a deal to me. Yeah. I'll destroy all that evidence. I'll drink it. (laughs) There'll be no paper trail that leads it back. I'll even eat the bottle after. (laughs) We'll make sand out of the empty bottle. Sand out. Yeah, something like that. So, um, so yeah, that was a weird time because I was trying to be my most self-destructive and and horrible, but I had this, you know, wonderful woman here just like, walking me through it all going are you done yet you know, so. <laughs> um, so the final straw with the with the depression came when i was like cures playing coachella 2004 fuck i'm just going i don't care anymore about anything i'm buying the plane ticket and i was having my i'm doing whatever i want moment and she was there with me and was like well i'll go Aww. with you and i was like you want to do that and it was like a lot of fucking cool bands on that bill you know it was like the Pixies had just reunited, so they're yeah, on it. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. Radiohead was headlining, which, you know, I never was yeah, crazy man. about, but something like that. I'd be like, yeah, I'll go stand in a fucking field and watch Radiohead. Why not? And um, Flaming Lips, then like tons of those like smaller, like those Saddle Creek bands we were all into, you know, like Azure and Metric and Bright Eyes and all that shit, you know, we're all into that. Yeah. And so there's a lot of cool ones on the bill. Um, so we made it out there, the Cure played, and um, they debuted End of the World, you know, at that show, basically, yeah. and uh, played it on, like, Leno, I think it was, we saw in the hotel after night one, so it was a lot of that, just End of the World was popping up, and so that song's next on the mix, and um, and it's oddly, even just lyrically, it was exactly where we were in the relationship, where it was very, like, it could have fallen apart any month, yeah. you know, because I was still kind of a idiot and you know we were young and so the whole go if you want to yeah yeah <laughs> the kind of thing, stay if you want to whatever but at the same time i couldn't love you more you know so it was, yeah the whole world was kind of ending while taking off at the same time so uh it's very fitting um so as much as i hate that album <laughs> that yeah. song will always be dear to my heart so the last time i saw them they played that song. My wife and I had just got. We were having a really like like kind of a a, a dumb fight that morning before I left to go see them, mm-hmm. and like they were playing it. I'm like, 
the fuck are we arguing about? You know? And I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. Like, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, my God, yeah. I remember yeah. listening to that at Merriweather or wherever it was. And I was just like, like, she wasn't yeah. there with me. It was the first time I've seen The Cure since, Yeah, I think, 2004 without her. So it was just like, yeah, this is stupid. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, it still hits it all. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as we managed to fix all our rough spots, you know, and we'd always kind of have them you know moments where like i said it could have totally fallen apart uh just started to click more and more so i put catch next because it was kind of represents us just yep. falling more and more in love even though it was a contender for us to like make our song kind of thing but our wedding which would eventually come didn't really have a, our song kind of moment so <laughs> uh didn't really matter even though the words like you said with just like heaven and stuff aren't really the most like positive or it doesn't really work out catch isn't really that way either you know but yeah. it still feels super romantic you know maybe it's just the video the, you know somehow it just feels like the most romantic cure song ever um but so we always love like that it. one yeah yeah, yeah. And one of my all-time favorite lines the even though it felt soft at the time i always used to wake up sore that's like just a great yeah. line <laughs> yeah whether it be dirty or you know no. just in the sense of like <laughs> robert's whatever. a dirty man yeah, yeah so however you want to take it but even just blissful love you know it's always you know the softest things so uh that all Merged into 2007, um, I had to go with the obvious choice for love song as we moved to Asheville together, bought a house, got engaged, we That's eloped nice. in Key West, we were starting to put awesome. a whole formal wedding together, but she was raised Catholic, and there was all this like, so is it going to be in the church, you have to go Too get... much fucking money. Yeah, and too much of fucking money. time. Lessons. I had to get like Catholic lessons or something. Oh then it came God. out that I, I don't think I've even been baptized ever. So they're like, "Well, oh, Jesus, <laughs> you can't do this." <laughs> so we bring Satan into this family. Let's go. Yeah, on. I was like, I don't know. It's like I didn't do anything wrong then. <laughs> now I need it. But, Blame my parents. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, so we figured the best thing to do is run off to Key West and basically get great married. idea out there and have a party later um yep. like a couple months later we had a big you know farm party with all our family and stuff at our sister and my sister-in-law's house and uh it was awesome the family and friends all played love song you know for us so that awesome. kind of was our song i guess by default if nothing else but it's perfect you know you can't deny yeah. that song so we had a party at chuck e cheese the night before we got married so it was it was just like <laughs> just a, a chuck e cheese full of like 20 to like 30 year olds nice uh, on like a tuesday <laughs> night and they had be they this was in chicago so they had beer there so like yeah like we bought pizza and like everything for everybody <laughs> and we bought like tokens for everybody and we all just hung out for that's awesome like four hours and then we got we made it to the courthouse in the morning and that was it perfect like, yeah, yeah. That was a, way better than a big yeah. old crazy church wedding oh god and everyone then my, just faking yeah i didn't i had a niece that spent like five grand on a photographer and yeah. i'm just like you guys yeah it's like, crazy why, why? <laughs> i don't get it totally. if that's your thing that's cool i just i don't like yeah this. exactly yeah. that's that's what we got to the point where we felt like we were, we were just kind of 
faking it or phony, you know, we're not both, yeah. both of us don't go to church or anything, so it would totally just be for the parents, you know, which, yeah. you know, to a certain degree is nice, but not for your wedding, you know, I was no. like, we'll just do that on a normal weekend, we'd be glad to. Love that idea. <laughs> you know, but like, this is kind of about us, it's our wedding, you know, so, um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, so that worked out good as all's well in Loveville for a while now, at least. And um, moving on to other tragedies, uh, I, this whole time I'd been like studying and getting my teaching license and everything. All I wanted to do was become a middle school teacher because I wanted to help the, the, the most troubled children. I remember, as we said earlier, sixth grade was terrible. That's yep. what I want to do. I want to make a difference. I want to help these kids. Um, you can so. come over here and deal with my sixth grader then. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm done with that shit. Um, so this is kind of me throwing in the towel on uh, teaching, and the next song is closed down. Um, so it's about 2009 at this point. I've been doing a lot of subbing. I transferred all my Virginia license stuff to North Carolina. Um, I get in there for like half a year. Then they get me in full-time to teach seventh grade um, social studies and science, which I don't even fucking do science, but I did it for them. Just I took the whole test and everything just to help them out and so I could stay on board. They totally made it sound like they're gonna keep me on. Super long story of like horrible administrative bullshit that I went through. They yeah. were pulling all these kids out of my classes and putting all the troubled kids in my classes just to like pawn them off on me because I was like the filler teacher. It was like awful. And the, principal was a total twat and he was just like retiring that year so he didn't fucking care about anything it was just like so gross and there's all the no child left behind testing shit going on it was just horrible and i you know the kids were supposed to be horrible i didn't even hold it against them that they were a bunch of nutballs they're it was like the worst part of town horrible school (laughs) it was like worst case scenario (laughs) but by the end of the year i was all like so what's up yeah you're gonna keep me on i did this whole fucking you know year for you they're like no we just we've got all these hiring freezes and like they just like dragged their feet they didn't hire me so i was like like screw this and i was like i'm getting a job at the used bookstore but um so it's been that and then like working in a lab and then i've gone back to like elementary school part-time stuff and subbing but it's just sad and closed down sums up the whole just depression of being yeah. i feel like i figured out pretty much everything as an adult at this point you know like being a good dad and being a decent human and shit you know and hopefully a good husband and all but it's like i just can't figure the career thing out to save my life man yeah. <laughs> i don't know what the fuck is up but i just feel like so depressed when i think about it closed down totally it hits it. I'm running out of time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I've got to figure this out, man. But I got nothing. So. You know what I always tell people? Because I feel that way too sometimes. And like, I hear it from people like, you know, you know, my age, your age. Yeah. Like, Cormac McCarthy didn't become successful until his like late 60s. Wow. And, you know, he didn't start writing his bo- big books until like 10 years after that. So yeah. like seventies, he was he was writing the road and like no yeah. country for old men. So like, you never have to push yourself, man. You'll get there. Yeah, Thanks. whatever it yeah, is, it is. Uh, I, I try to keep that in mind, and and I ultimately put all that, you know, it'd be nice to have money and stuff, but yeah. at the same time, yeah. health insurance. <laughs> yeah, especially if I keep breaking shit. But at the same time, it's like. To me, being a decent human and husband and father is, like, way more important than, you know? It's like, 
than slaving over some career that was just gonna yeah. destroy my soul anyway and make me <laughs> totally hate children and yep. be a shitty person <laughs> so, no, so I, I think i'm done with that for now but at the same time <laughs> who knows so um so after closed out gets a little sad we'll, we'll pop it up here in 2012 my son is born He's, uh, yeah, Hudson's bored. Love cats. I can't even hear that damn song anymore nice. without thinking of him. So, yeah. uh, so I had to put love cats in here and just his uh, joy and love that he brings to my life and the world, I feel, is uh, captured in that goofy song, too. So it's perfect. Awesome. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, even though Pictures of You was the first song he ever heard, Love, St- love Cats is his jam. So. He doesn't know that. It's all good. Yeah, he doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, he doesn't remember uh, so on the home stretch here then as we're getting into 2015 life's going good i start the holy hour podcast so i put the song holy hour here hour, as, yeah as literal as it is so uh i've been working at this medical lab processing fucking bodily fluids that was my great <sighs> other career choice <laughs> you probably processed some of mine yeah, <laughs> and everybody's all kinds of celebrities and everything. So I'll tell you off air all the cool celebrity, <laughs> celebrity urines I got. But um, it was great. Um, actually, it was a horrible job, real terrible. But um, I listened to tons of podcasts while I was there. It was the first oh, time yeah. I really dived in and dove into podcast, and uh, I was like, half this stuff is horrible. I could do this shit. <laughs> so uh, that sparked it. And then after a few like overly long conversations with Donald about you know cure thoughts and this and that from our childhood i was like we should record this shit and here we are five years later so holy hour even though lyrically i guess it kind of fits too in the idea of the church of the cure you know and how it's we become such a weird thing the priests yeah so, <laughs> so, so uh so here we are um and then following that is in between days but for a kind of stranger reason of the uh lyrical meaning more i kind of feel like i'm singing it now to like my youth and especially in the last year i feel like i'm just getting older and feeling my age more and more and like getting banged up from life physically and emotionally and everything and how the whole like go on who cares and then come back come back to my youth you know yeah (laughs) that's kind of how i feel with in between days now and um you know something about you know the just watching your kid grow up makes you feel really old too but at the same time it's a wonderful thing but yeah you just you're like god damn where are the years going you know so yeah something about something about in between days kind of captures that in a very pop way so <laughs> i feel it i know what you're talking about yeah so, so yeah you just turned 40 right it keeps uh, yeah it keeps getting yeah. faster so <laughs> but, all the sons turning 12 this year Wow, so yeah, it's 12, crazy. 12 and 9, so, yeah, and I just turned 40, so it's, uh, yeah. It's crazy, but, yeah. Um, so, yeah, my last closer song, then, for Side B is, again, kind of very reflective back on everything, and uh, I think the most fitting one is Out of This World for that. Um, nice. <laughs> Feels at times yeah. a bit like a deathbed looking back, but hopefully it's not <laughs> quite that there, you know? It's like 40s, the Blood Flowers era for Robert, too, right? So, um, yeah. But yeah, the whole idea of just kind of taking the whole tape in at this point and uh, appreciating it and looking back one more time before it's time to go again, kind of thing. So, 
And it's a good closer, actually. All those yeah, pinchers, it is a really good closer. Those yeah. openers and kind of double as good closers a lot of times too. So yeah, so, I, whew, uh, that's my life. <laughs> yeah, didn't get anything from Bloodflowers or Faith on here. So yeah, uh, I, Faith was a little bit too. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess. Holy hour I had in there, but that's kind of a... <laughs> yeah, that was a, the only one I thought about. I was just like, ah. I'm just like, not, ah. I just, yeah. I, I think that's like too... Yeah, like, like funeral party and shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoa. <laughs> and the song faith is like, here we go. <laughs> we already did that. I, don't, I can't, yeah, like, part of me was like, there. I can't go back and listen to that album again. Yeah. This soon. Yeah. So, yeah. So. <laughs> And then watching me fall took up all of side B. Um, Woo! <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had two songs. I had uh, <laughs> it just used a Weedy Burton me, on and, repeat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah time. Uh, <laughs> and didn't have any cutoff. So uh, no yeah. good. So, good. Awesome. So that's my life in Cure songs, and uh, I feel hopefully everyone out there got to know us both. Uh, yeah, a little hopefully. bit better now, you know. Yeah. So, so when we start referencing weird ass angles on stuff, you'll be like, "Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah. That's where Chaz is coming from." <laughs> <laughs> so that's why that girlfriend broke up with Gavin. I yeah, it's like, wow. <laughs> For a guy that didn't have many relationships, they all seem to end bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the common denominator there is. Yeah. Certainly not me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wonder what the problem was. <laughs> I guess they had to end to get to the one that was good. Right? Yeah, so that's what it it's always, all good. Yeah. It's fate. <laughs> but uh yeah it's weird just thinking of these kind of things and taking these little self journeys and how these songs have been there for so long and how fitting they are you know and it's kind of sweet like you're saying with these cure moments like we've said a billion times too or just it's amazing how they can just save you in those moments of like when everything's falling apart and whether you're listening to it in the target parking lot or you know like (laughs) stewing in it you know for months but uh you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's almost like, I wonder if other bands are like this. Do people sit around and like, listen to like Hootie and the Blowfish, like B-sides and be like, this <laughs> sums up my life, you know? I mean, it's I like, can tell you just from personal experience. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, big, big Hootie fan. Yeah. So, okay. So Hootie in yeah, particular. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. Hootie. Yeah. Just Hootie. Um, okay. The Blowfish, I don't really care for, but uh, uh. Yeah, yeah. yeah I thought seems... about that too. I just, I think that like, the Cure is so all over the place that they, I think, I feel like they have a song for just about anything. Yeah. So, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, the fact that yeah, um, most of these like failed relationships, I had like one that starts off the good part and one that like yep. ends the. <laughs> so yep. it's like, how the hell do you do that? Like, what band would be able to do that for? <laughs> How about, uh, did you get to decorate your cassette cover? That's always a huge part no, of No, I didn't. Not yet. Um, yeah. So I lost the cover somewhere. Okay. So I am in the process of trying to find it, and then I'm going to write out all the names and everything on the cassette. On the Excellent. Uh, yeah. So once I get around to that. Cool. You'll have to send me some pictures. We'll post the tapes in our uh thread there so people could see them on instagram and such and uh what what should we do with these do you think we should make a contest out of them would you be willing to part with your cassette yeah absolutely 
I don't know if anybody would really <laughs> want to relive our personal journeys, but it might be kind of fun just to do an online Instagram counts test or something. Or we uh... does anybody want an outdated medium to listen to music? And yeah, you know? it's like you can't probably can't listen to it on anything, and it's uh, nothing that you'll relate to other than it being Cure songs. But um, it it's could stuff be fun. I'm sure you've all heard so. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There's no rarities, but. Uh, I don't know. We'll work out the details and then a little heads up to anyone that's actually listening to this. You can uh, keep your eyes peeled. You could win two cassettes from <laughs> us <laughs> to get to know us even better. There you and, go. And uh, we'll figure it out. So that'd be kind of fun. And uh, top of that. And if anybody else out there likes this idea and they want to do their journey, you know, write out the track listing for us maybe. But I strongly recommend it for a uh, cool way to start out the year and therapeutic way of <laughs> thinking about your life while still you know nerding out on cure songs it's kind of fun right yeah i had a lot <laughs> of fun doing it yeah cool yeah. so yeah we'd love to see anybody's out there if you want to list them in facebook thread or just email them to me if you want um we'll share them or keep it personal however you want to do it but i would love to see I, keep I think it that was around 90 minutes yeah, 90 or 60. I think uh, just be clear of what cuts off all the tape rules, you know? You know, like say yeah. what cuts, what, what, what's the size tape you had? Is there any bleed in from your uh, hootie tape that you're taping over? You know, <laughs> so, any of that. But I love the idea of like someone could look at this tape and that knows us and know what it was, you know, like yeah. if they looked at your tape, they would be like, this is Chaz's fucking whole life on this tape, man. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Might be a stretch. I don't know if I, maybe I'll just leave it around the house to see if my wife, like I kind of tipped her off that we were doing this, but at the same yeah, time, I, told my wife that too. I, I don't think she knows which songs were like her era and which ones are what, yeah. you know? And so and I kind of, did break up stuff a little heavy on mine, so I don't know if I really want her to dive into it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Gavin, we need to go about over this breakup that happened. Like yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> I think I made it clear I moved on. So. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I guess on that note, we won't make it a long goodbye since I'm famous for those, but uh, anything else you want to add, Chaz, before we sign off? No, just wear a mask and stay safe, and yeah. Yeah, keep it stretching out through this year. Hang in there and uh, watch out for yourself and others. Can't agree more. So yeah. hope everybody's starting out the year good and safe, and uh, we'll, we'll keep these episodes rolling. I think we got some good ones on the horizon. I don't Hopefully. want to disclose too many just yet in case <laughs> they don't pan out. But, yeah, we got a good list going, so thanks to everybody out there that sent in some ideas after that last one too so we're, we're, we've got a good list going so cool man well uh, i'll catch you soon Chaz, and uh hopefully catch you guys out there soon too and for the whole hour i'll say talk hard someone has to howl <laughs> again a very special thanks to Chaz my hetero valentine for this year thanks for partaking in this episode and uh, letting us share 
this for our Valentine's Day special. It initially wasn't meant to be that way. Uh, if you hadn't pieced that together here and there, or a few clues that this was recorded uh, with the first episode fresh into the new year. And um, since we ended up talking so much about uh, relationships past and present, I figured it was the closest thing we had to a uh, love-fueled Valentine's episode. So... Why not, right? Valentine's is a stupid holiday, but I uh, hope everybody out there has a great one. I think today, when it releases, it will be Valentine's Day, so uh, whatever. Have a great day with your significant other or your um, family or your pets or um, just your care records. So as long as it's filled with love, then that's the point. So uh, enjoy the day as we wrap up here. And I'd also like to send some love out. Um, at the time of recording this, we have just launched our Patreon page here for the Holy Hour podcast, and we've had the first few pioneers of the uh, Patreon page. And um, I just want to give a big shout out to Donna, Craig, Matt, Jeff, and Jeff. We got two Jeffs. You know you can't go wrong when you got two Jeffs involved. And um, those guys expect a mix CD in the mail soon and some stickers. Three of those guys, Matthew, Craig, and Jeff, are going to be uh, curating their own Holy Hour podcast in some form or another where they're going to... Tell us what direction they'd like us to take for an episode. So we look forward to lots of cool Patreon stuff. Um, if none of that made sense, then I just recommend going to patreon.com slash the Holy Hour podcast and uh, check it out. See what we're offering over there and see if that'd be something that you're into. Otherwise, we just got the usual stuff to plug. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube and Apple streaming podcast services. And um, Instagram is where you're going to catch all the updates of what the hell we're up to. So go to the Holy Hour podcast on Instagram and um, you can find us there. Look for maybe a contest here. Like we say, we're going to try to maybe give away these cassettes that we made. So it'll pop up on Instagram. If you're interested and you don't do the Instagram, just email me too. I'll, I'll include you somehow. So on top of that, the Facebook page is where you can add in your two cents um, for every episode. There'll be a thread there posted on the Facebook group. And uh, if none of that makes sense and you just want to write me an email, you can always do that at gavinconnor at gmail.com. And I will definitely get back to you as soon as possible. If you need a damn new shirt for... Uh, for this coming year you just all your clothes look silly or if it was a really uh, stressful holiday um into the new year and you've packed on some pounds buy some new clothes look for the 17 second shirts.bigcartel.com and you get yourself a new big old cure shirt or a smaller one maybe your new year's resolution's working great and you've lost 40 pounds already you need some smaller cure shirts Chaz will hook you up there so go find what the latest pre-order up as of now uh, it might just be wrapping up, but um, he's doing an awesome reflections one. So uh, hopefully you didn't miss out on that. But maybe if you even are super sweet and contact him, he can still include you in it. Um, speaking of reflections, it's not too early to start thinking about in April. We got Faith 40th birthday anniversary coming up. So uh, we're definitely going to do a listener's perspective out there and uh, we can't have you all on as guests so start thinking if you might want to just record yourself recording some thoughts on faith and how it's changed your life over these 40 glorious years of its own life and um yeah 
Think about it. Maybe there's something that we haven't touched on that you it's been driving you crazy and you want to share about the album Faith um, or a particular song off of Faith. We'll start hitting you all up for that more as the month approaches. But uh, like I said, never too soon to start thinking about it. If you want to contribute, we'd love to have you. Otherwise, i got to stop yapping, so I'll just let you go. Thanks so much for listening and talk hard. Time before this time